Hello, friends, and welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We have a very special guest today, all the way from La Hala, California. <laughs> Let me tell you just a little bit about her. We, uh, Miss Roshan Blunt, has more than 25 years of experience in the bio, pharmaceutical, and medical device industries. She is the president of, of Corsair Corporation, which is a Black-owned, women-led pharmaceutical commercialization organization. How, how often do you guys hear that? A woman-owned. <laughs> That's awesome. So prior to that, Ms. Blunt founded and was the managing director of 1798 LLC, a pharmaceutical managed markets consulting firm. 1798 was purchased by Finger Paint Marketing and she became a partner at that firm and the managing director of the consulting business line. Roshan has a wealth of information, guys, that she's gonna share with us today. And she's also on the board of directors of two pre-launch biotechnology companies, Cronus Bio Incorporated and Renio Pharmaceuticals Incorporated. And she's also on the advisory board of Scripps Memorial Hospital. Roshan, welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. I'm also jealous of that warm weather that you guys have there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want to come out to California, you're welcome. I, I will take you up on that for sure. All right, so today we're going to talk about scaling a business, and this is really crucial information here because, and I want to be clear, because it, I want to talk first about the difference between scaling a business and growing a business because there is a difference. So in general, we think about growth in linear terms, so a company adding new resources such as people technology and capital, and its revenue increases, you know, as a result, right, of growing a business. So on the contrast, scaling is when revenue increases without a substantial increase in resources. Would you say that's correct, Roshan? That's absolutely the way to think about it. Yep. Okay. So do you want to expand a little bit more on what scaling a business is? Yep. And I, I think, you know, you hit on the right point. It's really that idea of um, expanding the company without necessarily taking a hit on time, finances, operations. You're trying to make sure that you grow the company in line with um, reducing your losses and expanding your revenue. And the one other point that I will make is, you know, sometimes scaling also means going in the opposite direction. We sometimes forget we're in our, our quest for growth that there are times where you need to pull back and right size your organization and scale it in the opposite direction, which can be just as important to um, maintaining profitability without having losses. So um, you do have to approach it in two different ways. It's just it's just not, as you said in the beginning, always about um, getting bigger um, overall. It's about right-sizing and delivering the right economics and people support and team and customer support overall. That's right. Well said. 
what is the importance of brand building when you're scaling a company? Because you mentioned a little bit just a while ago about branding. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to necessarily focus on um, the logos or the trademarks, though. We all know with a lot of major companies, that is critical. If you, you are constantly watching it right now, I think as we're looking at the tech industry, we're looking at downward scaling and hearing about technology layoffs and what's going on in that particular sector. And we're we're very impacted when we hear about what's happening with Meta or Amazon or some of the others. Um, but I think just as important when you're talking about brand building is making sure that you don't lose sight of your mission or your vision of the company because that's your North Star. And if you are making changes um, for, the, for the sake of growth, without focusing on that, there's there's a large chance that you're gonna lose consistency, um, that you're gonna lose what possibly made, you know, the team appeal to wanna go work for you and then lose key team members. So um, maintaining the brand, and by that, I mean the essence of what that brand really means. The, the logo is one thing. Um, the positioning and the messaging is one thing, but if you lose sight of mission and vision and how you're helping your clients to get where they need to go, that could be one of the most important things to me when you're thinking about how you scale a company. That's right. And I will mention this again, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, is that having a business plan is so important because that (laughs) should have your mission. It should have goals, it should have your values. And keep in mind that your business plan is going to change over time. But if you have a strong business plan, that's your reference to go yep. back to. Yeah. Keep, keeps you honest. That's right. <laughs> it forces you to stay honest, whether right. you like it or not. <laughs> yes. So Roshan, how important is having a team when you're scaling? And how does having a team, good or bad, <laughs> influence your ability to scale. <laughs> well, I think you made a great point when you're also talking about the business plan because <laughs> one one of the most important things, right? If you're if you're thinking about scaling is to think about scaling before you actually have to scale. Yes. And at the end of the day, that's that's all about your team, you know, you being one of the members of the team. So While you're still small, whether you're a mighty team of one or a team of a few, you know, have that discussion around what's important to you. What are those internal processes going to be? Um, And and I think I've seen it before. I think I made some of these mistakes in past companies um, that I started is um, focusing on investing the time and the resources into technology, equipment, people themselves. I think sometimes we are, we are so focused on preserving money at the beginning appropriately that then when it's time to scale, if you haven't talked to your people, if your people don't have everything they need, you're gonna have a really hard time getting where you wanna be. And, and one of the most important metrics, again, of scaling up or down is, can you keep your key talent? That's right. Can you can you keep the individuals who are actually helping to drive the organization, um, who are actually servicing customers in any particular way? So, 
integrating the team, having that transparency, but starting early and talking to those early employees or yourself to make sure you really have um, their buy-in and their understanding of what's going to be necessary to actually scale in the right direction. Right. And you hit on several key points. One of them is that having the right people in the right department, right? In the right area, making Mm -hmm. sure that you're the folks that work for you love what they do and that they're good at it. Not that you're pushing off what you don't like to do to somebody else, but make sure it's so important to make sure that they love what they do and they're good at what they do. (laughs) I I typically say to a lot of people on my team, they hear me talk about this all the time, like I'm baked. This cake is baked. Uh, at the probability that I'm going to get better at something at my age is is little to none. So I know what I'm good at and I try to stay in my lane. And then I try to hire people around me who are great at all of the stuff I'm terrible at. Yes. So if we also yes. think of that and continue that to, to ripple outward of, you know, all of your team leaders and what are their teams, right? know what you're good at, stay in your lane, hire the people around you who aren't great at what they do, make sure they love it and they're great at it. Let them hire around. Optimally, you may be able to come up with a circumstance or a situation where you are surrounded by people who love what they do and are only doing what they love as opposed to that grind. And I think that's where you are now seeing a lot of you know, fatigue in the workplace. Um, That's and right. yeah. if, uh, if there's that misalignment between what you like to do, what you're good at doing, mm-hmm. um, I think that's, that causes burnout fairly quickly and fairly easily. I agree with you hundred percent. And the other thing that I want to mention is to that, know your service or know your product, know what you're offering to your clients, know what you're selling. Mm-hmm. Don't leave it upon your employees or folks that work for you to do that. You've got to know it. You've got to make sure they know it too. (laughs) And your clients, not just employees in your team, your clients. Um, Same thing in scaling. I think there's a frequent temptation um, when scaling, if being asked to do something that's out of your comfort zone to say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I've, I've also said to our team before, there's nothing wrong with saying yes, but but is the next important word if you're saying yes to something. Yes, yes, but it's going to take me longer. Yes, but this may cost us more. Yes, mm-hmm. but. Um, and the more you know your business, the more you can be clear about what the but is to allow, whether it's your client, your supervisor, your other teammates, to make a clear decision on whether you should proceed or not. Yes, and know when to delegate. We we Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that. Continue to build your brand as well is important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, never be afraid to connect with your customer or your client. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't take a back seat. I live in the world of consulting. So it's, it's hard. It's hard not to though. I've certainly seen some companies do it. Um, You know, at the end of the day, whether you're selling a widget or you're selling your thoughts, um, connection Mm -hmm. is critical. And that's That's what your, your brand can do, whether it be from the logo to the image, to other things, or, but a large part it's, it's the people from 
the restaurant industry and who greets you to customer service and other ways. Connection is critical to making sure that people understand who you are, what you stand for, um, and why they're going to want to return to potentially do business with you. Right. And building on that connection too. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationships take time. Personal relationships, business relationships, they all take time. So just because you have that client, you have that customer, it's not done. You have to maintain that relationship and work on it. (laughs) Don't take it for granted. If you want to scale, do not take it for granted. I mean, as you keep coming back to brand and if nothing else, customer reputation. Um, I think of how much Yelp changed the game when they Mm. entered the marketplace. Who even knows how many years ago, how easy it was to see feedback. And that's back to that, that relationship, that, that touch point in that brand um, became such an easy place for people to go and see how does this business behave, right? Um, What are they doing? Is it worth the time and investment? Should I, should I invest my time um, into this organization based on reviews? So yeah, I could not agree with you more. Yeah. And I also want to say too, that just, you know, with, regards to having a client or your customer, continue to be innovative with that client. It's, it's almost like our job to look ahead to see what you think they're going to need mm-hmm. and almost offer it before they ask for it. <laughs> I think that's a great way to put it. Know those trends, know your market, know, know what's coming down the pipeline because if you can offer it, um, that's that's the time when it's probably easiest and most appropriate to scale. Or possibly even the trend is telling you, you may want to pull back. Um, and that way you can keep servicing your customers in the right way if you think they may be facing some hardships um, and doing what's best for them as well as what's doing best for your employees. Yes. So Rashawn, when it comes to scaling and aside from looking at revenue generation, How should a business owner or manager measure how successful they are at scaling their business? Um, I think we've talked about it a lot. Um, Looking at your team first, you know, what is that employee turnover rate? Have you been able to maintain the talent that's necessary? Maybe you achieve those revenue profits, but if those key individuals are walking out the door, it won't be it won't be for very long, and that's not what you're looking for. Um, the other one we've hit on in different ways is making sure we have the, that customer base that's still intact, and have you expanded to new customers, and are we retaining them? So, do they think the scale was was worth it? And and again, we talked about generating revenue, but it's important also not to take a significant financial loss while while doing this. So if you grew the top line, but your bottom line is is not looking the way you want it to, that that might not have been a very good exercise and scale for the organization. Right. And -hmm. let's go back a little bit to talk about industry trends and how they influence the approach to creating a new business or scaling your business. Why mm-hmm. is that so important to look at industry trends? I mean, I, I think you you touched upon it in, in some ways, right? What is What are you actually offering? What's your service? What's your product? If you know that, if you understand that, then 
um, you will easily be able to understand how your product fits within the marketplace. And can you take advantage of some future trends that you're seeing? Um, does that trend matter to your business? There are lots of trends, but that does in healthcare that I'm looking at, but oh, a lot of them aren't necessarily relevant to my business specifically. So I don't want to make any sudden moves or long-term plans where um, it's important for me to know, it's important for me to internalize because this is the sector I'm in, but it doesn't mean I'm going to, to do anything that's fundamentally different because of that. Um, and, you know, one of the, the big things about the trends at, at the end of the day is you certainly shouldn't scale if you don't think you can achieve the revenue. And sometimes, frankly, that takes money. <laughs> so if you're also trying to scale when it comes, you know, on the backs of investment of yourself or others, the, the depths of understanding with that, that trend really is going to be as critical to the story and why you're going to be moving forward. So do your research. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. You know, if, if you don't want to do the research too, hire someone, hire a consulting company to do the research for you, but you've got to know what the trends are for your business, for your target audience. Yeah, I yeah. think that's great advice when you said hire someone back to, what are you good at? If you're not good at it, somebody else probably yes, is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Roshan, from your experience, what do you think are the biggest challenges when it comes to scaling a service-based company versus a product-based company? Oh, you know, at the, at the end of the day, there are some differences, but, uh, but I will start with a similarity, which is it's just about resources. So whether your resources are people in a service-based industry or, you know, technology um, or anything else on, on a more product-based manufacturing, the resources are going to be critical. Um, and I think that is a very similar issue. Uh, but when you're looking at service-based versus products, um, I, I think one of those key components is going to be insourcing versus outsourcing. Um, what's, what's going to be important to each type of group? What are the feelings around control with full-time or part-time employees versus going somewhere else to get potential cost efficiencies? Um, that time horizon, I think, is also uh, a difference that I've had to contend with depending upon which side. Uh, how long is it going to take to achieve the scale that you want? Maybe a little bit different if you're people-driven versus changing manufacturing requirements or changing technology approaches. It's faster for someone potentially to write new code to move forward in a technology business than it would be um, to hire seven to 12 people with the right skill set who can capitalize and meet the needs that are right there. Um, and I think on service versus product based, there's there are some nuances, but it's still important to make sure that uh, on each side the customer base is comfortable. Uh, there there can be uh, some tricks in a product based business if you've changed something, uh, and you're trying to get new business while not losing older ones. People get very comfortable with products and aren't always looking for innovation in a particular way. 
sometimes can be a little bit easier in a service-based business to introduce, to capitalize. So there are some differences, but I would also say there are just a lot of similarities as well. Right. Okay, good. Thank you for that. And again, going back to branding, if you're changing your services or your products, make sure your branding is consistent with those changes to your product as well. And then make sure that your your workers, your uh, staff knows that as well. Yep, absolutely. Start from the beginning, mission and vision. Yes, mission and vision, absolutely. So Roshan, if our listeners could have one takeaway from what we talked about today, what is that one takeaway? A plan, plan, plan. Yes, yes. <laughs> you start it with a business plan, but you better do a scalability plan as well. Mm-hmm. Know your forecasts, know your market trends, know what the thoughts of are your, of your team and how they feel about it going into this. Um, there's, you can deviate uh, and expect to. Don't think that this is tabula rasa, but you have that plan so that uh, you can really say to yourself, I've thought this through with the most important people, my customers, everyone. Now we can go forward and at least we have a bit of a roadmap to follow. Right. And you know, Roshan, one, one of the things that I tell my clients too is keep track of what you've done. Hmm. Because when it comes to scaling a business, you have to know, like you said, the trends um, and you have to know what worked. Yep. What and what didn't, didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did it? Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you can learn more from failure than you can from success. Yes, that is so true. Mm-hmm. So keep track of that as well in order to, to grow. Yep. Um, one of my favorite sayings lately has been, we grow through what we go through. Oh, that's a great thing. Yeah. Never heard that before. Yeah. So that's, that's just really important. Anything that you, you, you um, go through, just make sure you grow from it, you know, personally mm-hmm. and professionally. I think that's, I like that's that. really important. Thank you. Like so that. what is the one piece of advice, Roshan, that you wish someone had given you when starting your business? Um. I was thinking a lot about this one and I, I, I think I was told this in different ways. I may not have heard it. So it's not just what, what was it that someone told, but what, what should I have also heard more importantly, which is give yourself grace. Yeah. Good one. This, you know, if we're, if we're going, what you just said, learn from it, there are going to be lots of learning opportunities. Give yourself grace and space to understand, appreciate the process, the people you're working with, their differences, what they bring to the table, the nuances of your customer, the marketplace. Um, There are going to be great days. There are going to be terrible days and everything in between. Um, but, But give yourself the time and the space to appreciate all of it, the ups and the downs. Um, I think like I said, I think people told me that in different ways, um, not specifically just that, but, but I think that's critical to remember when you're, when you're trying to be an entrepreneur. I think so too. And to not compare yourself with others. I think that is also oh, yeah. key and oh, yeah. it goes along with giving yourself grace. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, my, my mother used to say that to me. She's like, run your own race. If you turn your neck, yeah. you're going to slow down. 
That's right. That is so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the most direct path is usually a, a straight path. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I like yeah. that one too. Um, so, Roshan, this has been a really, really insightful conversation, and I wish that we could continue it. We may have a part two, because <laughs> you have such um, a wealth of information to really share with the business community and just about business, and your years of experience is just phenomenal. No, well, no, I had a great time. Thank you so much for inviting me again. That was a yeah. fabulous conversation. You're welcome. So where can my listening audience find you? <laughs> so uh, my my new corporation that we've set up and we're driving ahead is uh, Corsair Corporation, as Claudine said at the beginning. And you can just reach us there at Corsair Corporation, C-O-R-S-A-I-R-E corporation.com. Very good. Okay, great. Thank you so much again, Roshan, for joining us today on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. It's been so much fun. I look Thank forward you. to look forward to coming out there in La, to uh, La Hala, California <laughs> again. My first visit was amazing. Anytime, as I said, anytime. Yes, thanks again. All right, friends. You can listen to more of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Now be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and comment. Until next time, my friends, let's impact together.